section nine of the twin mystery this is a librivox recording all librivox recordings are in the public domain for more information or to volunteer please visit LibriVox.org. the twin mystery by nicholas carter the trap patsy arrived early the next morning to report to nick that on the night previous the brown robin still in male attire had followed mr mountain to his home after that gentleman had left the theatre with his family she had been around the front of the house for some little time and then as if satisfied that mr mountain was housed for the night had left going directly to the corner of thirty-fourth street and sixth avenue where she met two men evidently awaiting her coming only a word or two was exchanged between them and they then set off at a quick pace going straight to the thirtieth street house where the brown robin had unlocked the doors and let the two men in she did not enter the house herself but now hurried to lexington avenue where she took the car getting off at twenty-third street and going to the seventeenth street house which she entered some time after midnight she was there but a short time when she came out clad in woman's clothes and went straight to the lexington avenue house evidently her day's work done well said nick it was a hard day's work and she filled in all her time she was arranging her program for to-morrow we have arranged our program too those two men that she let into the thirtieth street house are there to help her in the strike on mr mountain i doubt if there will be any others on hand you need not watch it this morning my plans have been slightly changed since my talk with mr mountain last night but i want you to put yourself in a place outside where you can follow me this morning when i go out i suppose the brown robin will try to spring her trap on me this morning patsy had been gone but for a few moments when a messenger boy arrived with a letter for nick it was signed by mrs ansell and said that the place appointed for her in which to meet the brown robin was in seventeenth street at eleven o'clock and it asked if mr carter would meet the writer at a well-known department store in sixth avenue at ten a m naming the entrance at which mrs ansell would be waiting nick carefully examined the letter and noted several things the stationery was not the same as that which had been used for the former letters the handwriting was not the same and the letter was framed so skilfully that it was made to look like the letter of a woman asking an assignation with a man nick called edith and asked her to read the letter as edith was doing so he took some papers from his pocket and from these selected a blank sheet and an envelope compare this blank paper and the paper on which this note is written said nick it is the same said edith even the most cunning make their slips said nick i found this blank paper on a table in the parlor of the brown robin in lexington avenue as i did also a sheet of the other paper keep them and the letter as well i'm off to meet this very cunning person and see what her little game is i confess i can't quite see through it he went away and promptly at ten appeared at the entrance of the department store named the brown robin was waiting and as he approached nick did not fail to observe a flash of triumph in the eyes of that person she arose to meet him and welcomed him cordially 
i was very much afraid that you would fail me she said oh no he said carelessly i'm quite anxious to see this brown robin why indeed she must be an attractive person an old gentleman who ought to know better was caught by her and rushed off to me to get him out of his trouble but before i could get to work he backed out of the matter and i think because she has entangled him in her charms the one beside him looked up quickly at nick but she could not read his face they say said she that there is no fool like an old fool i suppose you could not be caught that way a man is very foolish to boast of his ability to resist the charms of a pretty woman said nick gravely i have seen too many strong men caught to be boastful myself perhaps it is the story of her charms that makes you so willing to go with me perhaps replied nick but i think it is more out of curiosity to see the woman who has baffled the police forces of so many large cities it might be useful you know to me some time there is no knowing how soon a case in which she is operating may be given me to this the pretended mrs ansell made no reply after a moment nick said ought we not to go as it draws near to the time i'm a little frightened she said nevertheless she made preparations to start they went out of the store walking down sixth avenue to eighteenth street and then through that street to fifth avenue on the corner of that street the pretended mrs ansell suddenly gave a little scream clung tightly to nick for a moment and then leaped into a doorway hiding herself nick did not follow her but stood still watching her the woman peered out cautiously finally she came with a greatly frightened air to him gasping out my husband he just crossed the street what then asked nick oh if he had seen you with me there would have been such a row he is so jealous so suspicious come along and point him out to me he fairly pulled her to the corner but reaching it the pretended mrs ansell could not see her husband that frightens me she said he may have seen me he may be hiding to watch me oh come away she hurried across the street nick following her from that time on she kept up her nervous frightened manner until the door of the seventeenth street house was reached what an admirable actress she is thought nick she is wasting great talents in a dangerous game when she might win fame on the stage at this house looking up at the number she said this is the place shall we go in this is what we came for isn't it asked nick without another word the pretended mrs ansell mounted the steps and rang the bell nick followed her up leisurely the door was opened promptly by a large stalwart woman dressed as a servant to this person the pretended mrs ansell said mrs ansell and mr nicholas carter to see the person named on this she handed a small slip of paper to the servant the servant closed the door and ushered them into the parlor going out into another part of the house she was back again in a few moments to say that the lady of the house was engaged for the present but would see them shortly nick said to himself all this is well done but what is the gain in the meantime the pretended mrs ansell showed every evidence of the natural nervousness that a woman placed in the position she pretended to be in might show nick had seated himself at a little distance from her but shortly she beckoned him to a seat beside her on the sofa i don't think i can stand this suspense she said it is all i can do to keep from fainting and no sooner had she said this than she reeled over falling completely into nick's arms 
at that very moment a man whose face was blazing with anger rushed into the room crying so i have tracked you at last i have you with your paramour in fact you wretch to all appearances the woman had fainted dead away and did not hear the angry words nick lifted her up and laid her on the sofa where she lay as he put her and stood up who are you asked nick who am i repeated the other the deceived husband is your name ansel yes i am the husband of that wretched woman well is the fact that a woman faints evidence against her don't trifle with me sir i have followed you here i knew she had an appointment with someone this morning i watched and have found her in her guilt in the house of the blackmailer known as the brown robin sneered nick at this moment the pretended mrs ansel opened her eyes started up and cried out my husband i'm ruined again she toppled off into a faint i suppose this is a well-worked game said nick well play it to the end how much do you want make it as easy as you can i can't afford much but i can't afford a scandal about my name as he said this nick carefully watched the brown robin and was certain he saw first a look of surprise and then of triumph on what was supposed to be an unconscious face money cried the man i want no money would money restore my wretched home my happiness the mother of my children nick could hardly restrain a smile for the man was clearly overacting but nick kept up the pretense for he wanted to see where the game was to lead to no but you shall sign a confession you shall give me the proof you shall give me the means of tearing asunder these bonds that have now become hateful to me here sign this he drew a paper from his pocket and spreading it on a table gestured in the most melodramatic manner to nick to sign it nick crossed the room and took up the paper as he lifted it to read he saw that the pretended mrs ansell had recovered consciousness and was sitting upright on the sofa as soon as she saw nick had observed her she began to play her part oh my husband she cried be merciful i know appearances are against me but you are mistaken i've done no wrong listen to reason this is not a lover it is mr carter the great detective i care not who he is cried the other in a great pretense of fury you met him by appointment i watched you send the letter i saw him meet you i tracked you here i saw you in his arms i have witnesses sign you sir it was very cheap acting but through it all nick had read the paper and saw that it was an effort to make him compromise himself by signing it i shall sign nothing of this kind he said quietly you won't you won't give me justice cried the man in a very tempest of fury i won't sign this ridiculous document said nick for it is not true then i will take action at once you must stay here what oh my friends three men thorough ruffians looking like dissipated prize-fighters appeared you will watch this man until i return i go for my lawyer and a magistrate hold this man until i return come with me you faithless woman he sprang at the pretended mrs ansell and seizing her by the arm whirled her out of the room End of section nine